Give me the green light. Give me just one night. I'm ready to go right now. I'm ready to go right now. I'm ready to go. Welcome, everybody, to episode 78 of the Greenlight Podcast, POC, E-Frage, back at it. And we have one topic to talk about, it's the transfer portal and how absolutely insane it is. Breaking so news. Insane. Breaking news. Yeah, so insane. He's got like 10 more transfers probably in the portal. That's literally how, off, like, how often it's it is. so insane that players now are, I think, twofold. This is the craziest part. You can now declare for the NBA draft and simultaneously enter the transfer portal just in case things don't work out. You can then just be a free agent, which Mac McClung just did, which we learned four minutes ago, which is insane. Um, Mac McClung, who was like people doubted to begin with his how good he was going to be in college basketball. And because of his size and what the level he was playing, he was in the lowest classification of Virginia high school basketball. And I thought Georgetown was going to be too big for him. Yeah, he well, he did well at Texas Tech. He doesn't play any defense, but then now he's like, I'm going right to the league. But if I don't go to the league, how I'm are free. you upset with what happened at Texas Tech? You're the Big 12 newcomer of the year. Like, like how are you upset? Second team all Big 12. Like, and it says, I, I, I saw an article, I don't know exactly what it was. I think it was a Kentucky article that said, He's prioritizing a team that can like help him get to the NBA. So if he doesn't, what, what do you mean? What else? Like what I get like, yeah, maybe Chris Beard, they're not playing a situation. Like, what are you looking for outside of being the dominant ball handling point guard for a really good he team is. in Texas Tech? Which he is. And, and a program where they emphasize defense, where the one thing you need to improve more than anything is your defense. I'm so I get, oh, I, to be fair to him, I will say, okay, Chris Beard is gone. That's the only thing I will say yeah, is Chris yeah. Beard is gone. Fair. But that's the fair only point. thing I will say. That, But, like, wh- how weird would it be? If this dude went from te- or Georgetown to Texas Tech to Kentucky or, you know, like, where, where else? Like, I, guess, I mean, that's what it, like, sounds like. It's like he wants somewhere to get in the league. But, I, I mean, that's, like, the, I, I that's just the theme. Yeah, I'm, I don't know, man. I'm just tired of basketball. I, I feel like basketball is going to run <coughs> – all the like, if there's any remaining good souls left in this in this industry, it's it's taking its toll. Like from the youth level to high school to college to the pros. Well, maybe the pros are kind of good, but like the college, <laughs> sure. You know, I don't know, man. Like, what are we doing? And now look, I we said no, it, it is. I think it does go the pros. You look at look at how guys force their way out. Look at Anthony Davis and James Harden, how they force their ways out of contracts and deals they've signed that they agreed to and they still like i'm, I'm not saying there's anything i'm not saying there isn't is something wrong isn't something wrong but it literally is every single level it, it is every level and i think how ridiculous it has gotten that we have to have i'm coming back social media posts because every year everyone is in the mix i mean henry coleman the third a backup to a backup player for duke this year is transferring. And it's like, I think people forget you reach the pinnacle, man. Like we have no patience in our society. We have no accountability in our society. 
No one can wait for their turn. No one can work for something. And I don't mean just for Henry. Look, we always say there's, there's situations and circumstances for every kid. Yeah. And let's say out of the thousand people that are transferring, however many it is now, um, probably 25 to 40% of them have valid reasons why, Hey, I got to get out of here. It's better for me. I have another situation. Great. But the or, rest- or the coach directs them that way. Hey, you know, it's probably not the best fit. No, no That's doubt. common. No doubt. But you know, the whole argument of like, well, coaches leave. So players should have, it's like, yeah, but that, those are those people. It's like, you're taking away all of the gray in be- and just making it a black and white conversation. It's like, those are two different things. Those are right. two different things. Like, Completely. You, it's hard to compare those two. And I'm, we're not saying that players shouldn't have the ability to transfer. They should. But I think it'll come back down to earth after everybody gets their one COVID year, you know, free yeah. pass. I think it'll come back down that to earth. Change, that definitely, yeah. I don't know. But I, I think the difference there being it is definitely – it is turned into – it's turned into free agency more than, like, actual transferring. And – and grand, there's plenty of people and you say like player empowerment, like let them make their, they shouldn't be held down. Same exact thing. My issue or what I, I think I fear for um, is, is the mid majors. It is the teams that could potentially be gutted that just like this Ohio team, like for example, I hope we're hoping Jason Preston comes back, but like Ohio makes a run and they have, they're supposed to have every single team back. What, and now that there's immediate eligibility and that every, everyone else you're seeing everyone else around you transfer, What's stopping Ben Vanderplas or going to home, go and play Wisconsin? What's stopping Jason Preston from going to Florida and then going to play for like UF? What's stopping um, a guy? And now they benefit like Dwight Wilson transferred from JMU to, uh, uh, to, to, to Ohio. You have a guy like um, oh, Ben Roderick, who was waiting on committed to Ohio very, very last minute. Cause he was waiting on a potential offer from either a Xavier or Ohio state. I mean, he can easily, if they have an open spot, he can easily go there and you gut a team. And I think the one of the most interesting tweets or report I saw recently is mid majors are going to have to start at not fully, but are going to have to start recruiting like their JUCOs, like expecting rec- over recruiting, yep. over recruiting because you have to be prepared. If someone leaves after one year, two years, I mean, shoot, even that Jalen Pickett at Siena with Carm. I mean, we talked about how good he is and we were so happy to see him come back and then, okay, one year like, okay, now I'm making a decision to go. And you're either these coaches, they're either going to be gutted and and kind of and screwed over for lack of a better term um, because they're not prepared, or um, hopefully you have prepared. And then the third scenario is if you've over recruited, and then you, then you have to then probably force players out because if in certain scenarios. So I think of anything, it's causing more uncertainty in the mid majors, um, which makes it tougher. Which, granted, obviously we both went to a mid major program and we love that type of level. It ties into what we talked about in the last episode with the Super Leagues. And obviously, I think at the end of the day, people probably do. I think majority of a casual fans would like to see the best players in the best programs. Um, but it, but it's still there's still there's cause and effect everywhere. It's it's not just a, a positive. There are also negatives to it um, in, in certain in certain scenarios. Hey, hoop heads, we all hate ankle sprains, and they happen way too often. Ankle injuries are the number one sports-related injury. Arise is trying to change that. With the iFast, your athletes get preventative protection and full mobility. Athletes no longer need to wear bulky braces that limit performance and give mediocre protection. 
Anyone playing sports should be using these products. Keep your athletes in the game. Don't wait for them to get hurt to take action. Visit www.arise.com, spelled A-R-Y-S-E, and use the code HOOPHEADS to get 20% off the future of performance. That's A-R-Y-S-E.com with promo code HOOPHEADS to get 20% off. Without a doubt, and and how is it affecting the game is my main question because we you know we can talk for hours about how we got here and why this is the current culture and what blah blah blah, blah. like that that's another podcast but has it affected the game at all or will it affect it negatively and I don't mean necessarily like the play like look they're gonna kids are gonna score kids are gonna play defense we're gonna like no, I don't mean that I mean like the popularity, right? Yeah. And, and this may be a product of us getting older and I by no means am saying I'm not as avid a Duke fan as I was yesterday or five years ago, but I'm definitely a little bit less than I was when I was 18. You know, I was a psycho, you know, JJ I- Reddick spent four years at Duke and you know like, so like, like, and, and I think his meteoric rise, like, like skyrocketed my fandom without a doubt. Yeah. And so that's what I mean. And and look, it's kind of convoluted. Like we have the one and done. That's a whole issue. The transfers, that's an issue. Coaching changes, that's an issue. Transfer, whatever. So, you know, I just think it, it's definitely hurting the product a little bit. You know, if you ask, you know, you ask my dad or my uncle, oh my God. I mean, they will get on the old man yelling at the cloud. Like that's what I'm they're sure. doing. And so- yeah. I'm not ready to say I'm there, but I'm ready to say that, like, I don't think this is going to go down the right track. And I think we need to adopt college basketball needs to adopt the baseball model a little bit, where if you're committed to college, be committed to college. If not go to the NBA, you know, MLB, whatever, go, 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 go. If not, you got to be in college and let's make it like, I don't know. I don't know. I I, I don't know what the right answer is. I think, yeah, I think there's parameters. I I think my thing is I'm fine with an immediate eligibility. I'm fine with a one-time transfer. I I personally, I think it's like one time you use it or I don't know if you say use it or lose it, but essentially use it. And then like, it takes a extreme, like basically you have to then get a waiver to do it again, or you have to like, I, I, my thing is, can you imagine, like, and this is, I hate going back to Mac McClung and I get like, yeah, Chris Beard left and that's another thing, but Georgetown, but like, if you look back at Mac McClung's career and he plays for Georgetown, Texas tech, and let's just say Kentucky, just for argument's sake. And he has another, he's a great year at Kentucky. What do you think? Like, do you think of Mac McClung as a college player? Like looking back in 10 years from now, like, do you think of him as a Georgetown guy? Do you think of him as a Texas tech guy? Do you think of him as a Kentucky guy? Now, granted, like, the one thing I think for every JJ Reddick, there's also a Zion Williamson there. I'm sure probably because of Zion, there's probably a thousands and thousands more of like young Duke fans. That I think is a separate argument completely outside the transfer thing. Yeah. My point is the guys that are not automatic one and dones that because everything is not exactly perfect to what they wanted um, are just, they see greener pastures. Sometimes it works out. Sometimes it doesn't like, and that's the thing that's interesting for me is, I mean, and this, and you look at Virginia, Virginia is, is little of a role. And I say little, uh, he was not one of the big three, but like Virginia doesn't win the national championship in 2019. If they don't have Braxton key, 
Now Braxton Key, like he was their leading rebounder. People don't realize that. You take like one of eight players off that team, you guys don't win. I mean, that's no, exactly. And that's the that's the margin for that's the margin of error, like within college basketball is that one smaller piece can be that. I mean, he blocks Jared Culver at the end. He's their leading rebounder season. He has huge games that, and that was a unique one where he did get a waiver, was able to play right away. Virginia fans weren't even thinking he was going to be able to play that season. They thought he was going to have to sit out one. Um, and, and you look at that where Sam Hauser probably better player from or than, than, than Braxton key was, but look at the difference, like Virginia had a first round exit, even with that. So I think it brings, it brings uncertainty. And for some teams, it will work out for some teams. It won't. I think my, maybe this is just my natural inclination. I look at the teams that are hurt by like the team they're they're being left more than I am being uh, the teams that they're, that are being, they're adding to. Now a school, like, I think it does help. Like I do think it, it benefits more than anything. It benefits the high majors that uh, in these coaches that, can i would say rebuild or revamp immediately like you can if you have an awful year like if you're a heck of a recruiter like i mean look at tom crane like you just boom 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 i'll five brand new guys we have a new team fresh but that's what people don't realize either is like that's so hard to then create a you team. have to be able to you have to be able exactly and you have to be that good about you can't just be a recruiter you have to be that good of a coach to piece that together you have to be that good of a I mean, for like, like a, a together, a, 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 I don't know, like gatherer or like you have to like get those guys to click. You have to be able to coach them up. You have to get them to know their roles. It's not just recruiting, which I think that could be the detrimental part of this. It's like, yeah, you're, you can sell all day long on this vision of this is a come here. It's going to be better. I know it sucks there. You can trash the other teams come here, but you still have to be able to put it together. Um, or else like kids are just going to have like, it's, is there's always greener pastures. Sometimes it works out. Sometimes it doesn't. But the more movement, I think, definitely can is – I don't know if it's ma- making everyone – I don't know if there's going to be more better situations that come from this than there were in, yeah, before. in, in previous I years. I think high school kids get hurt the worst, right, because it's all oh, – A thousand percent. So if you're a senior, even if you're a five-star, right, or, or Henry Coleman, I think he's a four-star or three-star, right, like you go to Duke. Okay, great. So you get your opportunity. You're a freshman. Didn't play a whole lot. Was very much a role player, but was definitely told things on his visit and recruited the whole time, right? Like, this is what you're going to do. This is the role. This is where we see you. And then, boom, Duke has the ability to go get a a five-year player at Marquette and recruit right over him. But Duke is – no, I'm just saying Duke. Everyone is forced. But, like, the the program is forced to do that, too, because the kids then – the freshmen and sophomore, they're transferring at an alarming rate. So now it's almost like this like lever and pulley thing where it's like, all right, we have to recruit all these high school kids. We know they're probably going to leave in one or two years, whether it's the NBA or transfer. And so now we're going to go over here and say the same things to these kids, over-recruit, lie, over-promise, whatever you want to say. And it's just this like revolving door of kids. And yes. I, don't, I, I don't see it stopping anytime soon. You're right. Henry Coleman, I mean, looking back at this, this, he is the, he was the 45th ranked recruit in the 2000 and I guess, 19 class, 2020 class, according to 24 seven, sixth best power forward, fourth best in the state of Virginia. He chose Duke. Now, one interesting thing we will say about this, there is an interesting dynamic. He's from Richmond. Apparently his final three were Virginia, Virginia Tech and Duke. I think one of his parents went to Virginia, one went to Virginia Tech. Duke didn't offer until Virginia filled their last scholarship, which Jabri okay. Abdurrahim, who ironically enough has transferred. Yes. Um, is that, but 
I think, and this is, and if you're watching the video version of this, I'll, I'll pull this up and if you can even see this um, on, on the tweet, if you look at this tweet, this is the perfect example of the transfer portal or the transfer epidemic, whatever you want to call it in action. Henry Coleman announces he's, he's entering the transfer portal. I pull up Twitter. I go to his account to see his statement. The first tweet I see is his pin tweet that says 110% committed. Go blue devils with a video. It's commitment video right under that. Thank you, Duke praying hands emoji with his statement. If that doesn't summarize now he committed on September 27th, 2019 today, here we are April 20th, 2021, basically a year and a half later to literally still pinned onto his Twitter account to exact opposite messages, 110% committed. Thank you, Duke. If that doesn't summarize the transfer epidemic or whatever you want to call it, I don't know what does. Essentially, these commitments now are like, I'm committed pending, playing time, happiness, not getting yelled at. And look, like, as I say it, there's been plenty of times in even my short career where like a kid should have transferred. It was the right thing for them. Yes. To so they're, again, going back to it, there's still plenty of reasons for kids to transfer, but I think we can all admit that this shit is out of control. It's wild. No, it, I mean, it really is. And I, I'm curious from your standpoint, I mean, being the grassroots level, I mean, you see it, I, was, I know oh. we've talked about it. I mean, guys getting poached and guys being told things. Do you think it's more a reflection on, the people, the actual people poaching the kids under that, or the people in, in their circle, in their inner ear that, that think that they just deserve better, like, or is it a combination of both? It's a combo, man. But like the AAU stuff, the high school transfers is absurd. I mean, you know, there's, there's plenty of kids now that are even, um, what's the kid that dunked on windmill this on us twice. Um, I might blame him. New York city kid who went to like four high school. Oh, Aiden Icorn? I was going to say, because he's no, in the transfer uh, portal. He's in the, um, the G League. Um, uh, yep, Ignite team. What the hell is yep. it? Anyway, but, um, he, you know, he went. He literally went to, like, four high schools. It's like, oh, yeah. is that should that even be, like, allowed anymore? I mean, how are you ever eligible for anything? And it, I, I think going back to your original question, you know, it's, it's easy for, and like Gen Z's kind of getting it now to like shit on the generation before you. Yeah. Millennial, I mean, we have to be the most shit on um, generation of all time. I mean, there were, no there's still articles. Clip getting, that. <laughs> yeah. I mean, we, there's still articles getting written about us today saying that we killed something or we didn't do this. And so, yeah. whatever. so Gen Z's getting a little bit of it now, but remember like, it's so funny. I would always say this back to my parents, like millennials, this millennials, that I'm like, you raised us. So <laughs> what, what, how is this? What do you mean? We grew up in the environment that you built. We, I wasn't an eight year old saying I want a participation trophy. You did that. So yeah. when we look at Gen Z, it's like, we can't just like be pissed that they're addicted to technology and fundamentally can't communicate face to face. No shit. No shit. Like, look at how they grew up. Like, what are we, right. what are we angry about? Like, yeah, You're 100% right. Like, and, and and we, and I'm, I'm right there with you. And uh, before we turn this into like a life podcast, I, I mean, I'd be, but you're 100% right. But, but, but originally, I wanted to tie that all the way back into like it is the in ecosystem and environments fault always. It's not the 100%. Kids fault. now. 
they're a product and like that, yes, there is personal responsibility to everything in life, right? You have personal responsibility yes. decisions and like you have to be held accountable, but like it's the ecosystem. Like you, we shouldn't be allowed to just take off a jersey at an AAU tournament and put another one on and play. Like you should be exiled from, you have to, you just can't do it. Can't be allowed. I agree. And, and so one last thing, and I, I wanted to pull this up and I, and while I, I I'll, um, while I'm pulling this up, I'll ask you a question because I've got one story I think is actually a perfect scenario to end on. Um, within, I mean, New York, and we've talked obviously plenty about, I mean, New York basketball and uh, kids going out. And it's, I, do, I am sure I, this, I know how I feel on this, but do you think that starting, I mean, at that age level, it, that just conditions, like if, if you've transferred once, transferred twice to high school, or if you've changed at U programs, that it conditions you to think like transferring to college is the exact same going 100%. to the NBA and demanding a trade is the exact same. hundred percent. But again, this goes back to just like a general lack of structure rules and governance in basketball. Now USA basketball has attempted to do it. The junior NBA doesn't. And then you try to do it from the grassroots up, right? Like if you have a good organization, you try and do it. But again, there should just be fundamental shifts. Like if you're from third to fifth grade, you should not play on a travel basketball team. That the, the fact that I said third grade travel basketball, that sentence shouldn't even be a thing. You should play in a rec league in your town, a church league in your town, a YMCA league in your town, and that's it. It's all you should do. You should work yep. on skills and drills. Totally. Of course, play, whatever. But we're not, you're not, if you live in Columbus, you shouldn't be traveling to Cleveland as a third grader. For what? We, I mean, it's just not the point of it at all. But again. I agree. No, I agree. And one thing, I, and I've never, I've never really talked about this on the pod. But I mean, it really, there's really high, there's not too many moments or and there's not even a moment of my high school basketball career that are noteworthy enough. But the one thing that I thought was so interesting, um, we had a kid. So my sophomore year, I was still on JV at the time, um, but we had a kid. Um, his name is Marlon Oregon. He was unbelievable. We, we had an absolutely stacked team in high school. All, we all came up together. We won our district. Um, I was still on JV, but the varsity team, he, as a sophomore, he was a starting point guard, won our district. Um, really just didn't, didn't like the coach that much. They kind of butted heads um, and decided, you know what? Um, in the offseason, I'm going to transfer to our rival high school, Spotswood High School, right down the road, literally even closer to my house where I grew up. Transfers to, transfers to Spotswood. Um, they, ended up, uh, they ended up beating us the next two years. He ends up winning state player of the year, back-to-back years. Um, absolutely i mean had a had a great run um did all these all, all these all these things um and then we actually had a couple transfers come in and they played AU together um but when you look back at it i actually this came across it was on twitter recently um and someone tweeted this is one of my former teammates said, last time i saw transfers like this was going to my senior year always popped out i went to harrisburg running went to spots with tyrell was supposed to come but we won't talk about that y'all are lucky the kid that transferred, even though a great back-to-back player of the year, is out of success, they beat us. He turned, ironically, one thing I will note in there, the coach that he left because of ended up retiring anyways. So it was like he didn't even play. But he says, literally in this tweet, this is the kid that left, had all the success in the world. Got to say, we should never have split up. Definitely love the talent we had. I don't think there's been a group of guys, one through seven, as well-rounded as the group we had since then. I pulled Superman in many games that year. This is a kid that literally – had all the success, like he didn't need to leave. He left because he's like, oh, there's this greener pasture. And he had some success. They didn't win a state championship. They didn't do anything like that. But even you look at this, this is 10 years, 11 years later, is now looking back like, man, like that was kind of short-sighted in the moment. I should have just stayed with my friends where we had a good thing going. Like there's always greener pastures. And the reason I bring that story up is just, I think 
you see the exact, and these guys, they've been playing with each other for years. They hear from everyone like, oh, you should go here. You should really, this coach will actually take care of you. Everyone hears that. It happens nonstop. Um, and, and that's just, that's just where we are. Hopefully, like you said, I, I think you're more confident than I am that this will slow down. Um, I guess we'll, we'll have to see. I don't know. Hope. Hope. I, got more, I got more hope than you. Yeah. That the COVID, the COVID uh, relief waiver goes away, that it slows down a little bit, but I don't know, man. Last thing we will end on is shout out to the Ohio Bobcats though, because the first time I've ever seen it, Jason Carter transferring from Ohio to Xavier back to Ohio. The Bobbies are going to be loaded next year. If any, and I know I said it like Ohio is going to be the teams that are cut. I'll take Jason Carter. Give me 16 and 10 every day with Vanderplas and Preston. Um, we'll end that on a positive note of a, of a, of a podcast where we're kind of crushing uh, the, the, what the current state of what college basketball and recruiting has turned into. But. I know. All right. Well, we will uh, – I'm not sure when this will air. At some point later this week. And then uh, we'll catch you guys next week. Until then, keep – Lately I've been feeling like this what I've been working towards If you ain't trying to be the boss and tell me what you working for Certain doors are closed but now they opening up Celebrating with some shots, maybe poke on a cup Pull slush Russell's up next and I got this Crazy like Britney and the love so toxic Got a wall up, I'm trying to infiltrate a conscious Taking 12 shots like where the cops is, come on